nostalgia. We all get a little nostalgic from time to time, this desire for things as they once were, or for something to come back that we once had that we don't have anymore. And my generation has created a whole industry of nostalgia, that some people say that we are the most nostalgic generation in a long time, and you see that primarily in the entertainment. So if you look around all of these comic books now being made into movies, or all of the Disney movies that are becoming live action movies, or these reboots of old TV shows from the 90s, or just reruns of shows on Netflix and Crave, bringing back all these things that once were. This whole industry based on nostalgia. I think sometimes we can be a little nostalgic in the way that we approach the Christmas stories that we hear. That we have this idea of these Christmas stories that stay with us and kind of a longing for the beauty that they bring. And one of the experiences where I had where the Christmas story was simply kind of a nostalgic idea was two years ago when I was in the Holy Land in November. And so they had Christmas decorations up and in the Holy Land, part of their Christmas decorations up in the windows of some of the restaurants were snowflakes in the Holy Land. Like snowflakes means Christmas. It does for us, but that's because we're surrounded by it. This idea of nostalgia, of kind of sentimentality to things that once were. But there's a problem with nostalgia. Nostalgia, a little bit of nostalgia is good. A lot of nostalgia is not. Because when nostalgia becomes too important to us, it keeps us tied to an idea of the past and then we don't become open to being led into the future. And the other problem associated with it as well is our nostalgic idea of once was usually, usually isn't based on truth. That when my generation thinks of all the nostalgic things of, of our youth, we think that cartoons were never better than when we were kids, that stories were never better than when we were kids, and that anything that is today is never as good as what once was. Like, our childhood was perfect, and it's not. And the same temptation creeps into the Christmas stories a little bit as well. When we hear them, we have this kind of picturesque idea of what happened in Israel 2,000 years ago. But we can't let that idea of Christmas take over. Because then what happens is we get rooted in this idea of Christmas that is not what God did, and then we become closed off from letting God show us what he really wants to show us. So just take today and the gospel with St. Joseph meeting the angel Gabriel in a dream. Right? We think this kind of magical experience of having a vision in a dream of the angel Gabriel coming to Joseph, getting this crystal clear message from God about what he's supposed to do, and Joseph righteously taking up that message and heroically leading Mary through and bringing Christ into the world. Listen to it again based on the way that I see it. St. Joseph is 
betrothed to Mary, meaning that they're married, but there was always a delay between being married and coming together as husband and wife. And so they're in those few days in between that time. And he finds out in this message from the angel that his wife is pregnant. Obviously not from him because they haven't been together as husband and wife. So think if you found out that your wife got pregnant without you. Not a nice message to hear. So immediately startling to Joseph, regardless of what the source of that was. His wife has a child that is not his. And then he thinks, well, the best thing for me to do is to just dismiss her. And that is already an action that's above and beyond what would be required of him because by law, Mary conceiving a child outside of wedlock, the prescription according to the law is that she be stoned to death. So St. Joseph, by not putting her forward in front of the community and saying, I have nothing to do with that, by choosing to dismiss her quietly so that she doesn't have to face that punishment is already an action above and beyond. But now the angel Gabriel comes to him and says, actually, God wants you to do more. He actually wants you to take on this shame that Mary has to take on. He wants you to accept it as well. Because the child is going to come for the forgiveness of sins of all of God's people. Well, we have a Christian understanding of what forgiveness of sins means. St. Joseph didn't have a Christian understanding of forgiveness of sins. He didn't know what this message meant, and yet he accepted it anyway. This wasn't a peaceful time in the Holy Family's life. It was jarring for both Mary and for Joseph, and yet they let God lead them through that. It's not nostalgic in any way for them. It's challenging and difficult being led forward. So we have to be careful of letting that nostalgia dominate the way that we live our faith. Even me wearing these vestments today, there's a temptation for wearing these vestments to just be a nostalgic thing, to bring back ideas of the past, of when faith was perfect around us because just about everybody was Christian and probably Catholic and everybody practiced the faith. There's a real temptation of this just being a nostalgic thing. We can't let that creep in. And then in our, the practice of our faith, letting nostalgia creep into the way that we practice our faith as Catholics, where we just do things of the faith when it brings back this kind of sentimentality with when our faith gives us comfort, when it makes us feel good, when it brings back memories of experiences with family togetherness. If we only do things in our faith when those ideas come back, are we really leaving room for God in our life? Or is this just faith based on sentimentality? What God is showing in St. Joseph is that he breaks into our life and he's trying to lead us forward into the future. Part of the reason that I think the nostalgia of my generation is so high is because we have an unwillingness to face the struggles of life. And so it's easier to just look back to what we think was perfect before instead of being pushed forward to face the challenges that come with life. 
That's why we stay rooted in nostalgia. And then the truth can't be given to us. So this year at Christmas, when you hear the Christmas stories again, don't let the nostalgic idea of this picturesque scene come back to you, of this starry, clear night, of these lambs coming, perfect white lambs coming to visit Jesus by the manger, buying angels singing glorias in the background, and Mary and Joseph serenely at the manger in peaceful, quiet prayer, thanking God for this perfect night. Remember that shepherds would have been unwelcomed guests. They weren't people that you wanted around. Remember that they had no house. They were in a stable because they were alone. Nobody welcomed them. And Jesus was laid in a trough because there was nothing else for him. But for us as Christians, the gift is that in all of that, there's Emmanuel. God is with us. Those realities are the very source of how God comes to us. And so letting go of the nostalgia is not letting go of God. It's not letting go of our faith. It's actually finding the truth of who God is for us.